0: Welcome to another thrill-packed edition of Unite, i.e. radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. My name is Greg Britton with the Redlands Tea Party Patriots, and I'm joined again by my host, Don Dix. And we, we and our engineer and our guest are all at our respective secret underground bunkers at undisclosed locations somewhere in Southern California. Except, except our guest has these funny things on these
2: shelves behind her. I don't know what they are. They're they look like um, they look like little rectangles, but I, I, I've never seen them before. Books. Books. Oh,
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Books. What are books? And then she has this green thing in, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a pot uh, in, a, in a pot of you know, a, 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 a container of some kind next to the window um, a
3: plant? I, haven't,
0: I haven't seen one of those I haven't seen one of those things in a long time. What are they called plants, maybe? I think you're allowed to have six
2: of those in California
0: yeah <laughs> no. anyways, we face the, the, to preserve a free country and to preserve our country and our heritage. Our culture that dep- on which our freedom is based depends on many things, including instilling those values and knowledge and love of country and love of freedom into the next generation. And we've seen for many de- for decades, as long as I have any political memory, education, has been one of the top issues every election. And, well, we need to spend some more money on the government-run schools. We just need to spend some more money on the government-run schools, or maybe some new curriculum, or some new program, or some common core. Somehow we're going to do some rearranging of the government-run schools to produce better results. And since 1970, The per student spending after adjusting for inflation has more than doubled in the United States. And what's happened to the quality of education over that time, as measured by test results, it is at best flat. And I think anyone who interacts with the products of the government-run schools (laughs) would tell you, including university teachers and professors, that that quality is going down. So what are people what are parents to do? Well, school choice is a possibility and we're working on that, but in the interim, unless you can afford a private school, your alternative is homeschooling. We've talked about that before. And we're pleased to welcome to our show today someone else who practices in that area and makes that her life's work, Heather Martinson of <coughs> Celebration Education, who is uh, also running the homeschooling program at the Ark Church of the Nazarene in Redlands. And we've been very, in the Redlands Tea Party Patriots, have been very supportive of that. Heather, welcome to our show.
3: Thank you. It, it's
0: great so, to it's have great. you. It's great to have you. I want to
2: apologize for sneezing. I've got this giant Chinese elm tree in the front yard and when it pollinates it's just a disaster and that's the one thing I'm allergic to so just an explanation for what you hear in the background it's great to have you with us heather this is such such an important topic right now
3: yeah and you know I want to address just a little bit that you uh that you mentioned greg um you were talking about how the funding has gone up but the the scores have not um I want to I think actually the scores themselves are the problem and the reason why the schools in my opinion government schools will never be good enough. And that's because they take our they take our public money. As long as there's public money going into it, there has to be public accountability to it, which means they have to have a way of measuring their success or not. And so they create this standard, this some magical standard that every single child is supposed to be held up held to. And that, you know, they are measured against and, and graded and, and categorized according to. Um, and it's, you know, and, and, and we're all stuck thinking that all children have to be a certain way. And, um, and unfortunately, what happens then is we are not giving each child an individualized education. The children don't get what they need as individuals. They're just all being told that they need to be standard. And frankly, I don't think there is such a thing as a standard child. And even if there was, I wouldn't want that child to be my child. So I think because it's a public school system, it can never be good enough.
0: Wow. What's well, interesting? So you're, you're, no, the normal complaint is the is there. You look at the test scores; they're just not learning enough. But you're saying we shouldn't even, don't even, shouldn't even look at that. So, do you in your in your in your homeschooling operation, how if at all do you evaluate? the success or failure of your educational efforts?
3: Well, in my homeschool program, we, well, first of all, as a homeschooler, as an individual family, we, you, we're we working one-on-one with kids and you know what they know. You don't need to test, you don't need to evaluate, you know where they're at and you know where they can go next to next. So you don't need some outside government telling you how to do that. Um, but as, as my um, homeschool program, we have less than 10 kids. It's it's just about the same thing, 10 kids for each teacher. So they uh, the, the teachers can work individually with each child. They don't have to make sure that all the children are learning. What we prefer is helping children actually find and increase their, their skills, their talents, their interests, the things that they're good at, the things that are gonna make them stand out and become better and more impressive people you know that make them stand out on job interviews and and college applications not turning them into every other kid
0: okay you know, so colleges
2: would- use these tests for admission uh-huh. and that's a that's a measure it's a yardstick if you will to see how well a student performs right but i've heard recently that colleges are actually actively recruiting homeschool students over and above uh, students that graduate from government-run schools. Why is that?
3: Right. Because homeschoolers learn to think for themselves. They are not just following and doing what everybody else is doing. They not only learn the basics that they should be learning, but they're also learning how to learn, that they become self-motivated, that they can... um, you know, when they when they see a project, they can they can be self starters or they're, they're more likely to take a personal interest in that, not just stick to the minimum of what needs to be done to pass.
0: So how much you mentioned there's a 110 students per teacher. So how much of this is there is a teacher outside the family who is te- who is doing the instruction versus following following on mom, dad, grandma grandpa or a relative to. Do the instruction.
3: Um, well, the kids that take our program, they take usually um, anywhere from one, uh, one or two days a week, usually um, with us at our at our facilities. But then they can also um, use our program in their home as well. But most families also they usually choose some other type of curriculum that they like to do with their kids. Um, And it's really up to the family. And it depends on the approach. There's so many different ways to homeschool. Um, So there's there's many different approaches, many different philosophies, and it depends on the route that they choose. They could do next to nothing at home and and count what we do as majority of their schooling or what we do with them. Um, Or they could do like 10 times as much once they get the kids back home. It's it's up to them. The families really have a lot of flexibility.
0: Interesting your organization is celebrationeducation.com and people can connect with you there. Now you have a location I'm thinking at the Art Church here in Redlands and yes. where else where else are you operating?
3: Um, in Santa Ana.
0: And one of the one of the myths of homeschooling is that the kids don't get socialization, they don't get extracurricular activities. They're just these shut away kids that are just going to be unprepared for the real world.
3: Well, and that is a myth. Um, Homeschoolers, sometimes uh, the moms laugh about, I don't know why we call it homeschooling because we're never home, because they're driving the kids to classes, to um, park days, to field trips. There's so so much going on. Honestly, the lockdown has been hard on homeschoolers because we've actually had to stop going places. And, and it's, it's like not natural for us because we're, some people call our, call themselves world schoolers because they want to learn in the world. They don't want to be stuck in a, in a box, in, a, in the living room or in the kitchen or at, in a classroom. They're learning in so many different ways. So obviously with those other places that they're going, taking classes, field trips, etc., they're with other kids and they do make friends. And um, I think I answered your question.
0: <laughs> are your classes online or are they in person? And in, you know, I expect I asked that question both pre-coronavirus and now under these, I think, bogus and exaggerated coronavirus standards.
3: Right. So yeah, our um, previous to coronavirus, the only classes we had online were actually held on a Minecraft server where kids would li- log on to the mi- game Minecraft and be led through educational experiences, building things, et cetera. But um, when, when the virus hit and we, every, everyone closed down, we, we took our classes and we put them online, which was difficult for us because our program is barely hands-on and interactive. And you know smashing that into an online format was not easy. But we sent kits out to the kids and we had some projects to do at home. But now, now that school is back in, actually our first week of school is this week, and um, we've we've kept our online portion, but we also are back in person because we're not a school. The schools um, in Orange County and San Bernardino are not allowed to meet, most of them, at this time, but we're not a school. We're uh, an education support program, so we are allowed to meet. Of course, we're taking certain precautions, but... Um, but we are meeting in person and I could, I gotta tell you, it's great. I was able to be with a group on, on, uh, Wednesday, um, yeah, Tuesday and Wednesday this week and seeing the kids and their smiles and their goofiness. And it's just so good to see the kids with kids. And it's really a powerful and important part of growing up. How much of, you know, there are so
2: many different ways that, people can decide, I mean, the, the people can homeschool uh, and there are yeah. some regulations that not regulations, but compliance with uh, certain um, rules. You can better describe it than I probably could tell us a little bit. If a parent wants to homeschool, what are some of the choice decisions they need to make about finding a support structure like yours? Cause there are many, it seems like if you don't really know inside baseball, it seems like there it's kind of the wild wild west but it's not there is there there are different paths parents can go uh deconstruct that a little bit for us what are their choices
3: okay so and i'm going to answer this question as um like the last one where it's pre-covid and now COVID. i mean you know nowadays kind of thing because um well look let me just back up a whole lot and give give more history when i started homeschooling my children back in the 80s or when my I mean my mom sorry when my mom started homeschooling my younger siblings back in the 80s and I homeschooled my kids starting in the 90s um, there were no charter schools and so we we were independent homeschoolers and um, that's the way we did we did our homeschooling Um, and uh, then along came the charter schools uh, in the 90s and um, and where families can join these free public schools mm-hmm. that would pay for classes and materials. But then in March this year, after the lockdown and after so many children had such a difficult time with distance learning, a lot of families were just like, I'm done. I need to do real homeschool. I can't do this district mm-hmm. school district stuff. So um, families were just running away from the schools. And then the um, our wonderful legislators up in Sacramento decided they can't have this happen um, the way it is. Usually when a child leaves one school and goes to another public school, the money follows them. But they rushed through this bill, um, Senate Bill 98, that changed the law just for this year only. So that whatever funding the school got last year is the same funding they get this year. So um, the. So the families can't join these charter schools right now. So they're brand new homeschoolers. They have no what they're do. They have no idea what they're doing. They haven't even had the chance to research and study and prepare. They really could use these charter schools right now to help them get started. But they're not there. So if the families want to leave the school districts at this point, they have to be independent homeschoolers. You have a question, hmm. Greg?
0: No, I was waiting for the end of that last answer because we're past time to take a break and hear from oh. our sponsor for this Happy of the night <laughs> IE Radio. Summit funding and Ed Hoffman the Place to go for your real estate lending needs both residential and commercial. We will continue our discussion with Heather, Heather Martinson in homeschooling after this message.
1: Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event heard weekends right here on AM590 The Answer. By now, I'm sure you've all been hearing about the fact that mortgage rates have dropped a whole percentage point in the last 12 months. So what does that mean to you? Well, if you own a home, it means we can possibly, one, reduce your payment, two, pull out cash and pay off other bills, and then further reduce your payment, or three, we can possibly reduce the term of your loan and get your home paid off years earlier than you planned. If you're over 62 considering a reverse mortgage, the lower the interest rates are, the more money you get on a reverse mortgage. And if you haven't even inquired about a reverse, you owe it to yourself to investigate this tremendous financing option. So if you're thinking about any of these, the time to act is now. For more information, call me at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Summit Funding logo.
4: MLS ID number 9921. California DRE ID number 1012658. Arizona MLO license number 0926439. Branch NMLS ID number 1841782. Summit Funding Incorporated NMLS ID number 3199. Arizona license number 0925837. Equal housing opportunity.
0: AM 590, the answer.
2: Welcome back to Unite Inland Empire Radio Show, the show for the most important political office, homeschooled children. No, <laughs> the most politi- important political office, that of private citizen that are homeschooled. If you are detecting my tip of the hat to homeschooling, it's because we've got a, a great guest who's involved in helping to administer homeschooling for parents that are tired of the agenda that comes at them from government run schools. Heather Martinson administrates a homeschool and she's here to tell us a little bit about how that works. And the one thing I wanted to dig into real quick here, I had the opportunity to attend. I had some misconceptions about homeschooling myself and I had the opportunity to attend a convention that was uh, for homeschoolers. And I met maybe sixty families in the process and I also met people that were uh, making curriculum available selling curriculum uh, p- curriculum developers legal organizations that support the existence of homeschooling and the one thing that really impressed me and I was ready for uh you know the zombie like families walking around and you know in in a, in a line and uh but the one thing that impressed me was the engagement of the kids. They were first of all, very polite. Uh, but when you started to talk to them, they communicated on a level I've never experienced with that age group, anything from four you know four to five all the way up to high school. These were adult conversations with people that had rational thoughts, that were, uh, that defied what my preconceptions were, Greg mentioned one of the myths, homeschooling. I mean, I'm sorry, uh, socialization, <laughs> the myth of homeschooling, socialization, because of course they're hanging at, around at home. They don't get to interact with other kids. And what I realized through explanations and talking to parents is that the kids are actually interacting with adults instead of 30 other kids that are bringing their garbage into the socialization environment. And so instead of learning how to, you know, talk about whatever the latest craze on TV or in the culture, they're actually engaging with adults. And that blasted one of the myths out. I'm sure there are others. Tell us about some of the myths and why they don't exist.
3: Okay, well, that's a great one, and but yet uh you were thinking that homeschoolers would be standing in lines that like you mentioned, but that's the funny thing because homeschoolers don't know how to stand in lines. We go on field trips, and the the field trip venue is like what's going on? These people are just like everywhere and mm-hmm. but but we do go to Disneyland to practice standing in line just so <laughs> you know we've got that covered, okay. <laughs> But um, there are several myths that, and I'll go over as many as you like, but for one of them is parents think that it's going to take six hours a day sitting at the kitchen table. And that's probably one of the biggest myths because when it comes down to it, the the amount of learning that you can get done one-on-one with a child when you're working directly with them, it takes about one and a half to three hours a day and all subjects you can it's really not that hard. And then for the rest of the day, you can have fun doing experiments, going for walks, exploring nature. Um, it, it, it just doesn't take all that much time when you're working with a small group. It's a lot more powerful and learning is faster. So that's one of them. Okay. Um, another one is you don't have to have curriculum. Uh, curriculum, most curriculums are designed for a classroom where you've got 30 kids and you need to literally keep them all on the same page at the same time. But, um, there's a lot of families who, there's, there's a whole unschooled movement that, that uses no curriculum ever and just follows a child's interests. There are families who do more of a Charlotte Mason approach where they, it's very nature based and, and lots of journaling. Um, But you don't have to have a curriculum to learn reading, writing and math or history and science and Mm -hmm. all these things, especially nowadays with the Internet. There's unlimited resources available to us. So um, that also keeps the cost down because curriculum can be expensive. Um, Also, um, another thing is that not all children learn the same. Um, It's you know, you, again, you know, my feelings about standardized um, learning that, you know, we should be focusing on the individual. No, chil- no two children learn the same. If you have two kids, you know this. And it's not, I think it's disrespectful to the learner to just give them the same um, set of books that all the mm-hmm. other kids are having, just because somebody somewhere said that this is what children should be learning. But rather, I think uh, a trip to the to the library and child picking out the books that are exciting to them that they really want to read and they're going to go home and devour is a lot more powerful. Um, You know, there's, there's a lot of different ways of approaching learning. And, and I just, I just want families to know that they don't have to be stuck. If something's not working for them, it means they haven't found the right approach yet and they can keep looking until they find it.
0: Um, What are are the, I guess one: are you seeing a lot more interest in people, parents and families coming to homeschooling because of the government schools being effectively shut down? And wh- yes. what What are the primary? I mean, is it that? Is it the triple X sex education? Is it the anti-American uh, indoctrination, lack of discipline, dumbed down educational stat? What? What are the primary drivers for people or families coming to homeschooling or all of the above?
3: Um, it is all of the above. I can tell you that um right now the probably the biggest reason why people are coming to homeschooling because i own um, home homeschooling southern california facebook group and we're getting 10 to 30 families joining every day it's starting wow. to slow down now that school is in and people are starting to stop they're not panicking quite as much but um we're still getting a lot but the the biggest reason that they're coming right now is because they feel like their children aren't learning through zoom um and it's it's frustrating for them they're pulling their hair hair out the kids are crying and they parents mm. know they need options but also i have heard parents who um who just they come onto the list and they're like i'm done i just told the school i re- withdrew my kid we're done because i couldn't stand listening to the teacher indoctrinate my children anymore as it's not just in the classroom anymore it's in their home you know and the parents can hear it and I know some places are trying to make it so parents aren't allowed to listen, but, you know, we're going to listen. We're going to hear, especially we don't want our kids in the back room on the computer. We want them in the front room on the computer. And we're going to hear what's happening and we're going to care about those things. They are they are indoctrinating in all the ways that you mentioned. Um, And and the parents are kind of upset about that.
2: You know, one of the when the light bulb finally went on was when I was talking, interviewing someone that uh, that uh, builds curriculum to teach the classics in literature. And she said that when the parents sit down and read through the classic literature books, I mean, you, you would know better what that entails the parents and the children go on a journey together because many of the parents themselves have never read these books. And I recall back when I was going to school and I'd come home and my parents would say, Hey, what'd you do at school today? Oh, nothing. What'd you learn? Oh, stuff. I mean, they they were so disconnected with my education and the biggest chunk of my day, which was at this babysitting thing called a, (laughs) <laughs> called a a, a government run school that they were literally missing out. And we were missing out on one of the most important connections that a kid and their parents can make, which is this uh, process. And when, when she said that, when she talked about how parents and their kids read these classics together and get to d- dive into what, what it is that they're covering and all the stuff it, it dawned on me that I actually felt like I'd been robbed. I felt like I'd been robbed of a very important uh, relationship and and aspect of of a relationship with my parents. That I never uh, went through that because the schools had inserted themselves in that relationship. And now there's no way to recapture that, of course, because my parents have passed.
0: We are going to have to wait for Heather's reaction to that and how homeschooling can strengthen the relationship between parents and children as we're
1: out of time for this half of United IE Radio. Stay tuned for the exciting second half. Hi, everyone. This is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590 The Answer. For those of you that are 62 or older and haven't taken the time to inquire into a reverse mortgage, here are some great reasons to consider one. One, you don't have to make monthly mortgage payments unless you want to. Interest rates are low, which means more money available. So if you've inquired before and it didn't work, it may work today. Calling to find out more details is free. So call me at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net.
4: Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161.
0: AM590, the answer. Welcome back to United IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen, and in trying to preserve our freedom, liberty, republic, and constitution, the winning the battle of the next generation is as or more important than winning the next election. And we see the government-run schools are firmly on the other side of all of those items, and all of those, all of those issues. So, what are parents to do? We, we are visiting with Heather Martinson of celebration education and she works in homeschooling and helping parents develop a customized so it's not just a better standards uh it's not just avoiding the triple x sex education but every child she pointed out every child is different and parents can develop a customized for your child education program that may be very different than the siblings so one child may need one thing, another child, another, the brother and sister may flourish with something different. Homeschooling allows that. Before the break, Don was talking about the how this might affect the relationship, homeschooling between parents and child, and we didn't have time for Heather's response. So mm-hmm. would you kind of jump in on that one? Sure.
3: Um, well, and you hit it right on, Don, that um, that's one of the things that Sometimes parents, they feel like they're they're forced into homeschooling because local school is not helping them at all. And then they get into it and then they 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 create these bonds. They they start learning together and having these mm-hmm. experiences together and they they realize how much they enjoy it. And it's a family. Um, it's and not just a family experience, but it's a life experience. It becomes part of every part of your life and it becomes so enjoyable and so, you know, such a binding um they're sold they're hooked you know they don't want to put their kids back in after their problem whatever the problem was is over because they really like the the closeness that it, that it brings to the families
0: hmm. it also gives the parents but, another chance to learn that tricky algebra yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well okay so and that's actually another one of the myths because parents don't have to relearn algebra there are so oh, many resources i'm
0: worried about that one that,
3: yeah, you can you can hire a tutor, you can have them join a class, you can do Khan Academy online it's free even though it is funded by the Gates Foundation. <laughs> but yeah, um, um yeah, you, there's there's tons of resources and and parents don't have to know it all in order to teach their kids or help their children homeschool.
0: So where right now California is Probably almost kind of by default has one of the best homeschooling legal environments that there is. Yes. But where do you see that going? Is uh, is are the are the teacher unions and their Democrat minions coming for the homeschoolers?
3: They really are, and they they're they're starting with it. They they tried getting us about three years ago. They tried making um be uh, putting through a law that would regulate homeschooling. It failed, fortunately. But now they're coming after the charter schools that provide homeschool learning, um, and they are trying to shut those down or highly regulate them to the point where they look like all other schools, and you know, defeating the purpose of what a charter school is all about in the first place. Um, but uh, we just know because they're they the teachers union don't they don't care for the homeschoolers, and uh, charter schools don't have to have. Uh, um, The teachers don't have to be part of the union. They don't like anything, anything about this. So um, we know they're coming after us. We just don't know exactly what shape it's going to take. But we've got some homeschoolers who are very vigilant and watching Sacramento to make sure that they're not going to catch us unawares, that we will be all over anything that they try.
0: Now, in New York, they tried to put through a regulation, not a law, a regulation that would have required homeschoolers and private schools to use the curriculum from the government run schools and the judge knocked that one back saying, well, you have to go through proper regulatory procedure to enact this new regulation. And we didn't rule on the merits of whether or not the government could do that. So I suspect they, they, they they'll try at some point the same thing here to, they, because not only do they, the money, they, they want the money from uh, the government run schools and keep the money there and homeschoolers don't take the money but they also don't want any children to escape their ideological clutches.
3: (laughs) It's true. Well, they say they're concerned that um, there's nobody overlook, you know, looking at the kids, like if the kids that go to school and are being abused, you know, the teachers might catch bruises or whatever, and, you know, be able to intervene if there's a need, but they never, you know, uh, an official person never sees the children who are being homeschooled and they feel they, they say they're very uneasy about that and they want something like uh people that will come at least once a year to just look at the family and make sure that that it's functioning like it should but honestly that would be singling out one part of a society a society i mean are you going to do that for uh what about most abuse happens before they're even five years old before they even get to school who's going to go check on all of those children it's really It's just not a good idea, and it's not something that any of us would stand for. It's just an invasion of privacy, and we can't have it.
2: So you glossed over – there was something that uh, got mentioned a moment ago that I think is a really important uh, aspect of uh, a little bit of history. You mentioned three years ago they attempted to regulate homeschooling. I think there's a really important story there. You know, Greg and I on this show talk about the most important political office, that of private citizen We have lost a a thorough, as a population, uh, this show is about helping people reclaim their political power and what they can do with it and the influence. But when the Turpins were found to have uh, mistreated their 13 children, some of whom they chained to furniture, they had registered as a homeschool, and the assemblyman from that district, Jose Medina, who has a cozy relationship with the California Teachers Association, Offered up an assembly bill that would have regulated homeschool or started the process of regulating by requiring fire marshals to go in and check them, you know, the the environment, if you will, the kids. What happened, though, is the single largest uh, citizen group descended on Sacramento during the hearing of this bill. Three thousand homeschoolers went to Sacramento during the committee hearing for this bill what we saw there and and, and squashed it because of the outpouring was the massive amount of political influence that homeschoolers can have if they choose to organize and use it that was a display that was a once in a lifetime thing the sergeant at arms at the capitol didn't know how to deal with the amount of people that crushed the capitol that day This is this was an amazing event, and it really speaks to the power, the political power that homeschoolers have if they decide to organize and uh, use that influence.
3: That's true. That's true. Although they are busy people as well. It's quite something. Of course, most of the families who took their kids to Sacramento that day used it as a a learning experience. It was all part of homeschooling for them. But yeah, we won't, we won't stand for it. I mean, there's, there's no when you have a taste of freedom and you know what it's like to be able to um, teach your children in the way that you feel is best for them um, right. and for your family, you can't go back. It's just, you can't. I, I know families who would rather move for sure than get under someone's thumb.
0: How much of this is, I mean, parents think, at least believe they have, two parents have to work to maintain their standard of living. Is how much is this being done, by maybe the grandparents stepping in and and at least helping doing the the, the the instruction?
3: um it happens but not as much as you would think. Um, what I've seen when when a lot of families they sacrifice they'll they'll stay in an apartment for longer than most families would because they're they're single um, income families but even even moms that are working and homeschooling, grandma might be there to babysit when the mom's working, but then the mom will come and homeschool, um, you know, when she's off of work. It's it's not ideal, but families do it. You sacrifice, you do what you need for your kids.
0: Once again, we're visiting with Heather Martinson with CelebrationEducation.com, and that's where you can connect with her and help get your family into homeschooling. Uh, we, we've seen with the, and it's really brought it to the forefront, is the, I think, the moral and academic rot from the government-run schools and the so-called universities has spilled out into our streets, as we've seen large numbers of young people who actually believe that America is this terrible racist country, believe that socialism can work, and they want to tear what we've built here, I want to tear it all down. And we've seen that, and that's, that, this, is, this has been kind of like the tree that's been rotting away inside many years. You didn't see it as, ma- as much, and all of a sudden the big wind comes and the tree breaks and falls down. And uh, the answer, I I believe, and I've said many times, if you love God, if you love America, and or if you love your children, you will find a way to get them out of the government-run schools now.
3: You know, and that's kind of one of the reasons why I don't like standards. Uh, standards is like everyone should be learning the same thing at the same time, and um, it, it it's like a factory you know you just change a few gears and shift things and it's all everyone's learning this now instead of this and it may not be what we approve and a lot of this stuff now isn't you know we we i it's just i don't think it's right for everyone to be learning the same thing i i i chose to homeschool my kids because i wanted them to have the opportunity to learn from more than just one um one teacher one textbook i wanted them to have the world to, to learn from. And this was before there was even Internet. You know, we, we went on field trips and went to the library and, um, you know, we just we we pull alongside the road and look at an LED sign because we're studying LEDs because we liked it. You know, it's just any learning is life. It's an adventure. It's, it's living
0: we also appreciate uh, Pastor Kevin O'Connor at the Ark Church of the Nazarene, who has gotten full square behind this and opened up yes. his church as a homeschooling support center. And by yes. the way, if you're interested in a if you're interested in a, a a church that gets it, and one that actually meets in person as well, these days uh, in, in Redlands or that area, uh, ch- come check out the uh, Ark Church of the Nazarene in Redlands.
3: So, uh, and the ARC has been wonderful. They've been so sweet in in, um, housing our program at their church. Um, But we're not just doing my regular um, homeschool program, but because there's so many what I'm calling homeschool refugees right now, people who are suddenly homeschooling and they need an option other than sitting their kids in front of Zoom for hours a day, um, and they can't join a charter school that can help them real homeschool. um, We are are working with the ARC to put together a co-op that um, is a low price classes with a lot of very good people who have some of them completely volunteered their time to create these uh a uh, variety of classes that we're offering for um for anyone that's homeschooling or um you know just need to get out of the public schools right now we are um we're there we're we're there for you we're actually starting on uh, october what, 27? But um, if anyone has any questions about that, I'd be happy to answer those questions.
0: Okay, so uh, you have a contact other than just your your, your website?
3: Sure, well, um, you can call, you can email heather at celebrationeducation.com or I don't mind a phone, or te- a phone call or a text at 909-446-5962.
0: I'll let Greg turn this into
2: another cliffhanger, but we have uh, one thing that you have said a moment ago about curriculum, and curriculum can be found everywhere if you're curious enough. I mean, as everybody's room, you you could have years of study based on just the objects in your room, Um, and the thing about a government-run school, love to hear your thoughts on this after the break, is Everyone is forced to learn at a specific rate, and every person is different. As you said earlier in the conversation, every kid is different and deserves to have those differences honored by not putting them into a one-size-fits-all curriculum. So share with us a little bit after the break about um, how homeschooling addresses those differences and how... You really do find curriculum located in so many different places uh, as you you go through life.
0: Another cliffhanger, and stay tuned for the answer after this word from All-Star Collision, the
4: place to take your car when you have an accident, because they are truly the kings of wreck and roll. Back after this. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590,
0: the answer.
2: Welcome back to the most important political office the entire country has, that of Private Citizen, the Unite IE radio show that really empowers the private citizen to learn how to exercise that political power, understand what the politics is all about, influence. And one of the building blocks of politics is an understanding of civics. I was blessed when I grew up in Baltimore to have civics as a very uh, central part of my second, third, and fourth grade education. Today, on the other hand, kids are learning to question their genders in school We have with us Heather Martinson. She is a, uh, very, very involved in homeschooling, has been doing it personally, uh, since before, uh, homeschooling was really understood. I mean, back in the dark ages of homeschooling, when it was kind of a rarity, when people, when homeschoolers were looked at as a little odd, but today we're, we're, we're learning that homeschoolers were ahead of the curve on so many things. One of those things we talked about right before the break was curriculum. It's everywhere. Everywhere you turn in your house, there's something you can learn about and study. But one of the most important things that I learned in elementary school back when they were still teaching it was civics. Civics gave me hardwired an appreciation into my brain about how special this country is. Talk a little bit about, uh, you know, that portion, that part of curriculum and how uh, in government run schools, we're not getting that very important understanding that we are all sovereigns, that we do have political power, but we have forgotten how to use it.
3: Yeah, I mean, when you're homeschooling your kids, you don't have to if you're homeschooling independently, um, legally, you don't have to follow the state standards. You are you establish yourself as your own private school. And as such, you can set your own standards um, and you can have individual standards for each of your children. So we don't have to do the lesson plans or whatever the state comes up with and says, you will now all teach this. That's only for the public schools. So we have the opportunity to learn from multiple resources and we don't have to confine ourselves to just what the schools decide to show us. But we can learn from any resource. I I feel like people don't understand what's going on in the world today because they don't have they don't have enough background. They don't have enough um, depth of knowledge. They have a one sided view of things. But if they had the opportunity to open up and to widen their view to look at more things and more um, viewpoints, and um, you know. The, looking at just like like the Federalist Papers and the Anti-Federalist Papers, why did these people argue? We can talk about these things, and, and for us, it became a family project. We would it would be at the breakfast table. We would be sitting down. We'd talk about politics and go on and on about uh, about history, and um, it was something that was enjoyable for us. And that just like sharing a book, we shared these types of political conversations. But um, you don't get that unless you have the opportunity to look at all the different sources, uh, you know, without mm. putting blinders on and, and shutting things down.
0: Now, speaking of civics, you look at the National, the nation's report card with the uh, National Association of Educational Placement, I have those word the letters right. Uh, civics, at fourth grade, 27% are proficient, eighth grade, 24%, 12th grade, 24% history 20% at fourth grade down to 12% at 12th grade and probably most of that of what they do know is either wrong distorted or just one sided america is a terrible america is a is a terrible country and that's just one more reason to 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 get your children out of the government and the
3: world is falling apart
0: <laughs> right uh, one thing I've, I've read, I've read with, with the shutdowns, I've read that parents are banding together. So in a particular neighborhood or maybe at a church or something, is they will collect and we just get together to hire a teacher. Are you seeing that? And are you involved in that?
3: Um, I'm not personally. These are called pods. When, when you get like a couple other families to join together and hire a teacher and you can be your own little private school with just your your small group of kids, usually 10 or less kids together which should be safe in you know as far as the covid goes um i'm not involved in in with that much i've seen it uh, in my facebook group but i mean what we're doing with celebration education we have less than 10 kids in every class so in a way it is like a pod but the parents don't have to be involved and and they are you know each of them paying their part so it's kind of like what we've been doing all along because I don't think kids should be in, crammed and in, warehoused in, in classrooms. I think it's, it, you know, to get the personalized attention, you have to have the small group.
0: I would also be remiss in not mentioning the upcoming, because we in the Resilience Tea party Patriots are, are working heavily and working with the group of California School Choice Foundation to put a school choice initiative on the 2022 ballot. And it will not, it will not fund directly homeschool. So we, parents can't get paid. They can't pay themselves. So what happens under the initiative is every child gets their share of the state education spending in their own personalized educational savings account. And they can use it for qualified expenses, tuition at a private school, uh, tutoring, special, uh, curriculum materials, and, and whatnot. So homeschoolers could use it for the tutoring. They could use it for materials, cu- curriculum, and so on. But you get to save the money. If you don't use it all, you have to save it for post-secondary education, either college or vocational school. So since the homeschoolers are not using their uh, most of that money for educational expenses, they're being provided by the parents or, or your group is, t- is teaching at a very low cost, is the vast more, uh, amount of that money is going to be saved for, for college. So you may be saving as a homeschooler, $10,000 or more a year towards college and multiply that by 12 or 13 years, and you got quite a little nest egg, which really helps support one parent staying home. Because now, yeah, you're not directly earning income, but you're you're in essence earning income and saving it for your child's education.
3: And that's a reality, too. I mean, that's realistic, uh, saying that you can, you don't have to spend the money if your kids need it or if they want um, certain classes, go for it. But it is entirely possible to homeschool for cheap and even free if if that's the route that you want to go. And sometimes it's even more liberating that way, because, again, you're not confined to a certain curriculum. You're using the library, you're using local resources, and it can be very powerful.
0: We've got about a minute left, and we're visiting with Heather Martinson of CelebrationEducation.com regarding uh, homeschooling. And you can reach her also at her email, Heather, at CelebrationEducation.com. So we've got about now 45 seconds. We'll turn it back over to you, Heather, with any uh, closing thoughts.
3: Yeah, just if anyone wants has any questions about homeschooling, I want you to know you can do it. And I, I'm happy to help you if you have questions or if you're afraid. Um, anybody can do it. it. It just takes a matter of a little bit of education on your part to learn what you need to do, um, to, do to, um, to get started and to set yourself up legally. Um, I'm happy to help any way I can. Um, just reach out to me at all through um, celebrationeducation.com or through my email is fine.
0: Thank you, Heather, for being on the show and what you're doing. Um, every child that is saved from the government run schooling is a blessing for the child and a blessing for America. That's
4: all the time we have this week on Unite IE Radio. Tune in next week for another exciting edition. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All Star. For 20 years, Car Star, All Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is Car Star, All Star Collision. 951 279 9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll.
1: For more information, call me at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Summit Funding logo. M L S NMLS
4: ID number 9921. California DRE ID number 1012658. Arizona MLO license number 0926439. Branch NMLS ID number 1841782. Summit Funding Incorporated NMLS ID number 3199.
3: Arizona license number zero nine two five eight three seven Equal housing opportunity. AM 590, the answer.